Welcome to the Create Sessions. I'm Meredith Whiteley, founder of Food at Heart. I'm a curious cook and food lover, helping people explore food, flavour and creativity. Welcome to the very first Create Sessions podcast. I'm Meredith and I run a business called Food at Heart. And I'm really interested in how I can use food and cooking to help people develop their natural creativity. I think food and cooking are a great way to help explore this creativity that exists in all of us. Both food and flavour are a great gateway to creativity. And food and creativity are both really essential to our well-being and therefore happiness. And I'm going to explain this a little bit more later on. So what can you expect in this podcast I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, my background, and to let you know what to expect in some of the upcoming podcast sessions, but also give you some tips for laying some groundwork or foundations for creativity using what I call my three M's. So, mm. so I'm going to start with a little bit about me. I guess I always saw myself as being a creative person growing up, and As with so many children, I very naturally did things like drawing and I played the piano. I made characters from plasticine, all the sorts of things that I just did without even really thinking about it. As I grew up, I was still looking for creative opportunities, but I was also focused on trying to develop a career. I worked in the music industry for a number of years, which does sound inherently creative, but I then transferred to market research, which is maybe not something that people think about as being as creative but in fact there is a huge amount of creativity involved in making stories from numbers and designing great looking presentations and then performing these in front of clients. I also worked in marketing roles developing strategy and campaigns in the public sector before moving to eBay where I did many different things including testing and developing creative ideas and marketing messages as well as working on the experience of the actual site. All of this involved creative thinking and creativity to a different extent, but I guess it didn't really leave me feeling genuinely creatively fulfilled. I felt like for me, I was missing something. And the thread that ran through all of this and something that was my real creative outlet was food and cooking. In my spare time, I went to cookery classes and food events so I could learn more about the food that I loved. I also really enjoyed experimenting with flavors and recipes, particularly baking. I remember even at university, I would take study breaks and make bread and found the whole process of getting my body into that rhythm of kneading really therapeutic. I knew that I wanted food to be my full-time occupation, which was what then led me to set up Food at Heart. I launched my Create events last year, which are creative food and cooking sessions. And on my site, I also add recipes and articles based on my love of experimenting with flavors, textures and tastes. And now I want to share more of this through the podcast sessions. So what's the link between food and creativity? I guess I'm going back again to my own experience. And in stressful times, I'd find that I would really use baking as a release. But then also in not stressful times, for pure pleasure, I'd play around with food and create something. I'd really noticed both in my personal and also my working life when I hadn't cooked for a while or hadn't done something creative with food. And that got me really thinking, oh, what's this connection between cooking, food, flavour, taste and being creative? 
Because of course, this is something that really good professional cooks and chefs do almost every day as second nature without really thinking when they create amazing food and develop new recipes and menus. So how could I learn from this and take some of that into my day-to-day life? There are many fantastic books that have been written about creativity and creative thinking and there are actually some consistencies across the features of creative people and just as a small aside, I think everyone has a capacity to be creative. It just manifests in different ways. But creative people, they explore, they're curious, they experiment, they get to know their craft, they don't just become an artist, you need to learn how to draw or to paint. Creative people also are in touch with and use all of their senses. Maybe that's what I was getting from kneading bread and waiting for those lovely fresh wafts of scent of the bread coming out of the oven. Food is such a great way to explore all these aspects of creativity. Everyone, even if you don't have a large kitchen or lots of equipment or lots of money, can play around with food and flavours. You might add a little sprinkle of seaweed to an unexpected dish. Maybe try a new recipe. Eat out at a restaurant serving a cuisine you've never tried before. There are so many possibilities. In fact, I've made a commitment this year to carry out a little creative act every day. Not all of these are food related, but because I love food so much, obviously a lot of them are. For example, earlier in the year, I created a new recipe for chocolate cookies with rosemary and olive oil after seeing a chocolate in one of my favourite chocolatiers in London using this combination. The first result was quite tasty, but the texture wasn't quite right. So I thought, well, I'll refine it. And after a couple of batches, they tasted fantastic. And I've now made many, many more of them. But it was really important to go through that process of experimenting and exploring. And the really interesting thing is that the more I'm looking for opportunities to be creative, the more I'm actually taking opportunities to be creative. I found that even in a short space of time, I'm actually really doing more than one creative act a day. For example, one day I added some cacao nibs to savoury dishes, which is a little bit unusual, and also wrote a haiku poem for the first time since school. The main thing in all of this is that it's really fun. But you might still be wondering why I'm even interested in creativity. Well, creative thinking is an important part of everyday life. If something doesn't go to plan, as things quite often don't in life, It makes things so much easier if you can be flexible and come up with another option or solution. Creative thinking is also really invaluable to all work. So as I say, when I think of people being creative, I don't just think about those people in designated creative roles. I saw people doing incredibly creative work in developing website algorithms when I was at eBay. And the process of developing and delivering a market research project is also very creative. That said, Actually creating something not related to your work and not being concerned about the quality is also really liberating. So if you want to sing, you want to dance, you want to do pottery, you want to write, just do these things. It's really important. Ultimately, the reason I'm so interested in all of this is that creativity leads to happiness. There are many studies that link creative expression and well-being. Being creative makes us smile and that happiness then feeds back into our creativity Because did you know that researchers have found that people are more likely to have a creative breakthrough if they were happy the day before? There's a wonderful creativity happiness loop that feeds itself. So how can you lay some of those foundations for building your own creativity? 
Well, I'm going to come to my three M's now. So the M's, mmm, partly because that's the sound I make when I've eaten something really tasty. But they are also based on three things that are really, really important to helping you develop your creativity. And the first one is meditation. Meditation is a really good tool to use for all different aspects of well-being and health. But when I'm talking specifically about creativity, there's a particular type of meditation called open monitoring meditation or non-judgmental meditation, which is a really important way to help develop creative thinking. There's a great study that was done by Colzato, Ozturk and Hommel in 2012 called Meditate to Create. And they looked very specifically at this type of meditation to understand how it could help with idea generation or something called divergent thinking. So divergent thinking is that thinking that's really important in the upfront part of coming up with ideas. We quite often can monitor ourselves too early or stop ideas before they've had time to form because we think they're not going to be very good or they're not realistic. Actually, it's important to just let those ideas come in and develop. My cookies were a great example of that. The first time they weren't fantastic, but I just let that process develop and tried a few more versions of them. So if you would like to try open monitoring meditation, it's a meditation that rather than focusing on a particular sensation or breathing, instead what you do is you let those different sensations come in. You let thoughts very deliberately come into your head and flow out rather than fixating on them. I've actually put a link in the blog post attached to this podcast on my site if you'd like to have a go at this type of meditation yourself. Even 5 10 to 10 minutes a day in the morning is a really, really great way to help develop your creativity. So that's M number one, meditation. M number two is movement. And in this particular context, I'm talking about walking. Walking is really, really great for positive thinking, but also particularly for creative thinking. There's a fantastic study that was done in Stanford by Marilee Apezzo and David Schwartz in 2014 called Give Your Ideas Some Legs, The Positive Effect of Walking on Creative Thinking. And they looked at idea generation based on whether people were sitting, whether they were walking, or whether they were sitting after walking. And in fact, both while walking and after walking, people were much more creative in the ideas that they generated. So if you're someone that works from home a lot, which I do, Getting out in the middle of the afternoon for a 15-30 minute walk is a really fantastic way to boost your creative thinking and I'll quite often do this before I write a blog post. If you work in an office, a great alternative for a meeting, particularly if there's one where you need to work through some problems, is to go for a walking meeting. And it's even better if you can find somewhere in nature. So if you happen to work near a river or in woods, even better. So get out and walk, it will really help with your creativity. So that's number two, movement. Number three is mindfulness. And when I'm talking about mindfulness in this context, I'm actually now coming specifically to food and talking about mindful eating. It's really important as part of a creative practice that you're able to focus or get into something that's called creative flow. You know what happens when suddenly two hours have gone past because you've been so absorbed in a task. Mindfulness and mindful eating is a really great way to help you develop this type of focus. What I do in a lot of my workshops is take a piece of food, something that people eat really regularly without thinking, and instead of just shoving it in your mouth and chomping it down, which we quite often do, particularly if it's a snack, I'm going to get you to try this yourself if you're feeling brave. 
and get a piece of fruit or something that you eat regularly and just place it in front of you and look at it for 30 seconds. Really consider the colour, the texture, any lines in it. What do you think it looks like it's going to feel like? And after you've done that for 30 seconds, pick that up and feel that piece of food in your fingers. Putting it into your mouth, taste it really slowly. Feel that texture in your tongue and in your mouth as you move it around. What flavours are coming through? What's the sensations in your mouth? I promise you this will make food taste so much more intense and so much more tasty. And you might not want to do it with every single meal that you eat, but I would definitely suggest slowing down and really tasting your food. It really enhances the experience and also the overall taste of that food. So say it will be so much more intense. So that's my three M's, meditation, movement, and mindfulness. Over the next create sessions, I'm going to be exploring some more creative tasks, very more directly around tasting and cooking. And these will include tasks for you to try at home, using different sensors and different types of recipes and ingredients for you to explore for yourself some of these fantastic things that food can help unlock. I'm also going to be interviewing people doing creative things with food and flavour, people that I find really inspiring and hope will inspire you too. If you live in the UK and around London, I'll also be running more Create sessions and talks over the next few months and I'd love to see you at them. The details of any upcoming events will always be on my site at foodatheart.co.uk. I'm really looking forward to sharing this creative tasting journey with you and if you have any questions please pop them in the comments section and I'll get back to you.